0: charge trump with insurrection or rebellion that was not listed why because the facts don't match the law and in courts of law you've got to do that
1: you have to want to be there for your your people put it right now okay this is a podcast going on you know what i'm saying
2: I here doing my favorite thing on a Sunday afternoon You're listening to the American Freedom and God podcast. Presented by JPF and Associates and the JohnPFox.com Training Portal and Classroom, where we share commentary, wisdom, and counsel. This is a weekly podcast show. Thank you for tuning in. Kaylee McNamee. Bringing the news today, Colorado keeping its promise to just remove him. If you can't beat him, just remove him. <laughs> One of those, if you can't beat him, don't join him, remove him. <laughs> X-22 Report is going to weigh in today on what's going on in the world around us. You know, Trump wants people to do all this to him because that way he can expose what's going on. So it's uh, it's kind of, it's you don't see it on the surface, but it's there. <laughs> I got Steve Furtick today going to do a soundbite for us. Um, God is in control. Stephen Furtick is going to tell us a lot about that. And that will be our hope message today. And of course, it's the American Freedom and God podcast that we love to do a health segment as part of the show. So towards the end of the show today, we will have your weekly health segment on the American Freedom and God podcast with Sten Eckberg. He's going to talk about the ways to destroy your liver, and uh, what not to do, how how that can uh, keep you from destroying your liver, something like that. But uh, how's everybody doing? All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the American Freedom and God Podcasts with your host John P. Fox. Got a lot to talk about today. Things are ever changing in the world, and I have your title of the show: The Illusion of Democracy. So almost everything you're being told is formulated. It's based on something else that matters and not you. And I know that's kind of, you know, you're getting, starting to get hasty here talking like that. Well, I'm not really trying to get hasty. On this show, I want everybody to walk away in a good mood. Go out there, do what you normally do. You know, you you, you got your earbuds on. You're listening to the MP3, hopefully. <laughs> and by the way, you know, you can subscribe to the American Freedom of God podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, pretty much. So as we try to get that feed out there. And for the most part, yes, the MP3. I also have uh, the cam running all the time. So if you wanted to, you go to rumble.com. Go to uh, American Freedom and God podcast in the search box, and it'll take you right to the show where you can actually see what's going on on the screen. And in this case, my screen seems to be blank right now. I wanted to start by just telling you guys that this is the illusion. There is an illusion of democracy. I actually brought a little soundbite to back up some of that. I'm just going to play some of it. And it's unusual because opening monologues are opening monologues. You Come up with uh, your your true feelings of what it, what it is the show is about and you go into it in detail and you get to, uh, you know, you get to the meat and potatoes, so to speak, or you get to the bottom of it and you just talk about it. Well, today I'm going to use a little bit of the sound by in the middle of what I'm saying and then just get back to what I'm saying. It's going to be very helpful. Everybody has information to offer and I'm looking around this morning at what can I do for the show? And I'm telling you what, I found tons of stuff, found absolutely tons of stuff. Almost everything you're being told in society from authorities, from friends, from family, from, uh, people across the way that you may or may not know, but they're a company or they're a product service, uh, or service. And they're all telling you stuff, but almost everything you're being told by government is formulated based on something else that matters. So it's, it's what we're trying to talk about. Why would you be told stuff, um, that unless it matters about you, you know? Uh, should we not drink fresh milk, Debbie? I mean, fresh milk. i go up there. Let's say we got uh, Betty the cow over there. And I go into the udder uh, or whatever it's called. And I start squeezing milk out. Should I not drink that? What will happen?
3: I don't think anything will happen. It'll just be milk, right?
2: Right. But, uh, you know, the government's saying you, you shouldn't do that. You can get infected.
3: Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs>
2: i Everything you're being told is for formulated for something else that matters and not you including whether or not you should even drink fresh milk um no i want to make sure that i'm clear about this i'm not telling everybody to disregard buying the, the pasteurized milk that's you know at the store at the grocery store but i am saying it didn't uh, necessarily proved to be the best thing for the American people to pasteurize the milk, it was the best thing for the American people in case they might get some sort of uh, stomach ache from milk that has gone sour, all right, but you know, you can tell your household not to drink sour milk on your own, you don't need a government to do it, right, so the democracy that rules that is doing other anything other than being democratic. That's why I call it the illusion of democracy. Same as the soundbite I'm about to bring you. And since I mentioned that, let's just listen in real quick to that very first soundbite about everything you're being told matters for something else other than you.
4: You find a stray cow on the way home and decide to milk it yourself.
2: But a reputable farmer
4: trying to sell some to willing customers? That's a big no-no. Although this organic market was a club, with each member having signed a waiver acknowledging the potential risk of drinking raw milk, this was not good enough for the FDA. Did these people not realize that raw milk is a gateway food? What next? People eating cheese? Knocking back raw oysters, sushi, or,
2: heaven forbid, eggs? I want to add right there, of course, there's a little bit of satire happening. He's being a little sarcastic. The title of this whole show, which we're not going to play much of, uh, is the exact same title of today's podcast. So let's just listen a little more. Luckily, the FDA was there
4: to step in and save these
5: adults at gunpoint from the dangers of raw milk. The reason why pasteurized milk doesn't come under this scrutiny and the reason why raw milk as opposed to cheese, eggs, raw oysters, sushi, why they don't come under the same... FDA scrutiny is that the major milk manufacturers are a principal lobby within the FDA. They have very small profit margins per unit and so if in Whole Foods and other places there are significant numbers of consumers who come in to buy raw milk products, it is a significant economic effect
2: on the large uh, milk processors. Okay. So right there, he's letting you know that by allowing the, the farmers to sell to the people, it's a significant impact on the large corporations that are pasteurizing it. And, you know, when you, you look at this, you start to realize that it, it's, it's not about you. It's about something else that matters. And what happens too is you can manipulate your, your population by using that principle pretty much in any area of it. I've got to play a few more, uh, seconds of this, or you know, into a minute or so, because I need you to hear what else they're trying to point out before I can move on. ...raids were not an isolated event. Over the past few years,
4: there have been raids all across the U.S. to crack down on the sale of many organic products. But, despite any claims of safety concerns or risk, one thing is clear. The actions of the regulatory agencies, and by extension, the politicians that manage them, are not motivated by any notion public good. They're motivated by the desire to stay in power. That takes money.
6: The problem with the US political system is that it revolves around money. And so immediately that sets off this dichotomy of those who can afford to play in the system and those who can't. To run for office you need $1.5 million. You need about $11 million to run for the Senate. So if you don't have money, where do you go? You go to the people who have a hand stretched out with money, uh, ready to fund your campaign, but they're going to want something in return because, of course, they're not giving this money for charitable reasons. It very clearly advantages big businesses because they have more capacity to devote resources to influence buying.
4: Political influence has become just another arsenal in the marketing toolbox of large companies. Only instead of promoting themselves, they use this influence to suppress the competition. And the key to it all are lobbyists.
1: People think that we live in a free market society and we don't. Big government and big business are way too closely aligned today, uh, especially in the United States. And uh, this, you know, is because of lobbying, basically. We have uh, cronyism, we don't have capitalism in the United States, especially when it comes to the military. And then big medicine, big food, like Monsanto, you know, with all the GMOs and stuff, most people don't want it. But yet it's being forced on us because Monsanto has such leverage in Congress through all the lobbying of the food industry. So what is lobbying?
4: Well, simply, lobbying is the act of influencing decisions made by legislators and regulatory agencies. You know, the guys who make the rules. And the people who exert this influence are called lobbyists. Well-connected professionals with slick suits and slicker tongues. Lobbyists tend to be experts in the fields they lobby for. They advise lawmakers on how to make sure Americans are getting the most benefit from the laws they pass, while also reducing potential harm. It's a good idea. Why wouldn't you want an expert's advice? Here's where things get screwy. Sometimes the lawmakers decide the cash is greener on the other side, so they become lobbyists themselves. They leave government and join a private company taking their connections and influence with them. This phenomenon is called the revolving door. People going from regulating an industry to working in that same industry, and sometimes back and forth multiple times. Corporations love having such powerful people on their payroll, so they do everything they can to lure them over.
2: Okay, so you saw that the, uh, the fat cat here in the story, held up the bag of money Big old cigar in his mouth, smiling, just uh, as happy as could be to accept the um, politician who has now decided to become a lobbyist. So we have this revolving door where lobbyists end up getting in politics. Politics, when they get through their term, you know, will you run again? Yeah, maybe they'll run again. A lot of them, they they do stop at nothing to get reelected. Or I think I you can just say Kevin McCarthy, he gets ousted. What is he going to do now? He's going to go be a lobbyist, right? That's he's, he's already announced, announced I'm getting out of Congress. Mm-hmm. Right. So it is the illusion of democracy. I wanted to play that instead of me doing the monologue at 100% because it was important that we point that out. That that movie that you just watched or listened to, I'm sorry, the people in, in the, that are listening to the MP3, as I try to describe each and every little thing we <laughs> bring to the microphone, or that uh is a visual aid i try to describe it as much as possible but um that movie that i just played was made many years ago i don't know how many i I just i can tell by the soundtrack it was made years ago this is nothing new but what has happened what is new is we've never seen it get this bad so what i'm going to try to do today is as i point out to you that everything you see is not as it is at the same time continue to do your daily things that make you happy if you're if you work out if you go to work if you you have a a duty to be there and they count on you it's all important stuff that you continue to do that you know you're getting uh the, the car looked at and the oil change done you're doing your daily stuff you stop at the store you bring it home uh, what you need to bring home, and you're taking good care of your house when you're there. You're, on the weekends, you're doing other stuff. You're being a free American, and th- I w- encourage you to keep doing that and keep your spirits up. But while you have a chance, once a week on the American Freedom of God podcast, I'm going to try to explain to you that there is another side of everything, and that we... The, the very people that we're trying to enjoy our American freedom, we do have all the power. You just kind of don't realize it at first, okay? We're going to be talking about the fact that Colorado decided to pound the gavel about whether or not a politician can be on the ballot for whatever reason, and it's its kind of setting a precedent that from now on, we're going to be able to do the same thing to any other politician we want. We're going to be able to remove them from the ballot, if this is allowed to stick. So, what you'll see in the future is new people running for office will be removed from ballots because courts will start deciding against whether or not they can run rather than letting the people decide. So we're setting that precedent. So anyway, let's just reel it back in. The Today's title is The Illusion of Democracy. Uh, subtitle is it's almost everything you are being told is formulated based on something else that matters and that something else is not you. Now we saw the fat cat in the video, for those of you that are listening, you heard that there's always somebody in the corporation on the lobbyist side holding up a bag of money. And that is the revolving door of politicians and lobbyists. And what's happening there is more important uh, to them than, of course, the people that they proclaim (laughs) to be governing. Judicial Watch is a top story that I'd like to share with you over in my subscribed email inbox. Judicial Watch Secret Service Records disclosed agency boats inoperable for Obama chef drowning emergency. Well, the agency discloses more information about drowning death eyewitness. So we're talking about an eyewitness that was there. There's over 31 pages of records in a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit from the Department of Of Homeland Security that show the identity of the camp, uh, the companion of Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell, as a woman named Miss Taylor, who reported that Campbell fell in the water and struggled for a couple of seconds before giving up and sinking underwater. Guys, all I can say is, I don't know why he would give up under, after, you know, a couple of seconds when you're, you're struggling for your life. This is, this is very, um, this is down to earth. This is very sobering. If you're drowning, you struggle first. I think you would probably struggle more than just a few seconds. I don't know, it's just me. I think it would take me more like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, speak ahead of time, you know, of what would be. But I think I probably would last more than a few seconds before I would drown. I think it would last longer than that because I would be. St- Dog paddling and trying to tread, trying to keep my head up there. I need help. I need help. And I think a few more than a few seconds would go by. Even then I had learned, uh, not everybody has learned this. So I get that. So maybe they wouldn't last. I could last a little longer because I learned to a survival float, but even anyone that hasn't learned a survival float could still do more than a few seconds. So what, what would make him give up just after a few seconds and drown? That's the question. That's what I'm asking you guys. So it's not always what you think it is. I'm not accusing either. I'm just saying there's got to be at least 30 to 40 seconds in a person's last struggle uh, to stay above water. And if that doesn't happen, if that does not occur, if he gets underwater in just a few seconds, it seems to me he's been pulled. So maybe they could say a shark came over there and got him in just a few seconds. And we we need to accept that, right? Well, he was drugged. I'm, I'm just saying, forget the fact that it's Obama's chef.
3: Yeah.
2: And forget the fact that he may or may not have said something that, you know, hey, that's taboo. Forget all that. It's just a man trying hmm. to, trying to survive after falling off into the water, his float device. And it takes only a couple of seconds, then he disappears under. What the heck? Caused that. It had to be some big old eel or something that came up, something. sucked his leg down. Something. Or an octopus. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's not what you think it is, guys. It never is. And that was one of the top stories with Judicial Watch's email. There's like, you know, several, several in here, 12, 15 of them. And what they do is, based on the Freedom of Information Act, which we like to call the FOIA, they go ahead and they sue for documents and disclosure and this is one of the stories that they were able to obtain documents on this case and it's ongoing so um, kudos to tom Fitton and team at judicial watch um, if you guys can you can go to judicialwatch.org and you just drop them a donation he's then asking me to, to, to they don't ask me to do this for you they do ask me to donate occasionally and i'd like to just reach out to the listeners and tell them the same thing judicial watch.org they're doing a good service to the american people unlike what government seems to be doing half the time which is going to bring me in segue me into the next soundbite with kaylee mckinaley you know she's sitting in for sean hannity on fox news and i know that uh, one of my um Podcaster's choices of listening. <laughs> uh, Steve Bannon is, he's not very happy with Fox News. I just kind of let it slide because I do watch some of the reports that come out of that news station, but he calls it Murdoch news, Murdoch news for stupid people. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Steve, you know, some of this stuff is still helpful, but he's, he's bitter about Fox News because he sees things again. We see things that, that are beyond what you, what they want you to see. And Steve is able to see that very well. Um, everything you're being told is not necessarily, it's formulated based on something that is other than, it's something that matters other than you. And that was today's uh, foundational message. Um, and also the fact that we're talking about whether or not, um, you know, we should be regulating small farmers. And yes, so Kaylee McAnally sitting in for Sean Hannity and Fox News has some very um, important news to talk about with a couple of uh, legal analysts. And before I do that, I want to go back to the monologue, the opening monologue, that almost everything you're being told is formulated based on something that matters other than you the illusion of democracy and I'm going to just read to you real quick the definition of democracy and I know I don't need to do this but it's one one thing I want to point out we keep hearing this from the news people in the alphabet news this is Donald Trump is a threat to democracy is absolute threat to democracy we are going to lose our democracy if this man is allowed to become president. And I've been hearing this over and over and over. I'm, a, um, I, you know, I understand you got a right to say what you got to say and look at it the way you want to look at it. But what, why don't we just look at what is democracy in the first place? Well, it's a noun. If it were plural, it would be democracies, uh, the government by the people a form of government in which the supreme power is vested in the people and exercised directly by them or by their elected agents under a free electoral system. So, that's not a whole lot to unpack right there. It's basically saying it's ruled by the people under a free electoral system. It's a state having such a form of government, the United States and Canada are democracies. Although I, i Got to wonder anymore. Uh, a state of society characterized formal e- equality of rights and privileges, political and social equality, and democratic spirit. There's really not much more to say. But I would sum it up with what we were taught in uh, college in 1987. Um, you know, what they were saying then, it's, it's significant because it's what they were saying then, that a democracy defined in just a few words means rule by the people. So you take, the the people have the supreme power of the land and not those agents who govern them. They're just there to represent the people's, what is it, the the majority vote. Mm -hmm. So if you have a classroom, and we're talking about the field trip coming up, and then we have two options. Um, you like the first option much more than you like the second option. The first one is is outdoor activities, sports. You're gonna have a good time. You eat lunch that day. The second one, you're gonna go in and learn how to bake a, a bread. You know how to how to knead the dough and bake the bread. And so, let's take a vote, class. Which one of these field trips are we gonna go on? Right? And how do we resolve that vote, Debbie?
3: Count them.
2: Yeah, count them, and then with the majority they win right yeah. that's what everyone ends up doing right yes
3: yes
2: a democracy is ruled by the people not kevin mccarthy not yes. joe biden ruled by the people the majority of that vote okay well that can be changed cuz uh, the guy with the little black um, thing going around his eyes you know the little the the masked man you know in black can come sneaking in while everybody's getting ready to vote and he can do little manipulations and switch a few things around and slide a few things under and add a few things and then sneak back out and at the end of the vote, everyone's surprised because the ones that want to do the the cake is the ones that win or the bread, I said. (laughs) They're the ones that end up winning the vote even though the majority was like, no, we didn't want to do that. Right. But no no no, they won. Yeah. Because it's what it says here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can see how the rule by the people concept can be eroded. Not to mention, when people decide what they want to do with themselves, that can be manipulated too. Wait a minute, you don't do what you want to do. We're going to tell you what you want to do. And then when you wake up tomorrow morning, it's going to be the illusion that you're doing what you want to do. But it's within these boundaries. Because we told you these boundaries. Okay, so that was the point I wanted to make. We're going to listen in now to um, Kaylee McElhaney sitting in for Sean Hannity. Um, she's talking about what the Supreme Court of Colorado, which I'm starting to wonder how supreme they really are when they don't supremely be scholars at what they supposedly supremely know. But okay, rant done. Let's listen in.
0: But here we have a court of the United States resurrecting an obscure and tailored legal theory of constitutional law to disqualify President Donald Trump. But there are serious legal problems with the Colorado court's ruling. First and foremost, Special Counsel Jack Smith, he looked over all of the facts, and he did not even charge Trump with insurrection or rebellion. That was not listed. Why? Because the facts don't match the law. And in courts of law, you've got to do that. Take a basic law school course, and you'll find that out. But that's the strategy of the left. First, it was Russian collusion. Then it was impeachment. Not once, but twice. Then it was indictments. There were four of those. And now, disqualification. Wiping Trump off the ballot. And if you had any doubt that this is the goal, just look at this. Take a look at this map. This is happening across the country. There have been 31 cases seeking Trump's removal from the ballot. More than a dozen remain pending. And look at these states. Look at where the cases are ongoing. Texas, South Carolina, these are red states. Trump will most likely win those, unless, of course, he's wiped off the ballot. The old adage is, if you can't beat them, join them. But the left has inverted that. The way of the left is if you can't beat them, disqualify them. Here now with reaction, Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett and former acting attorney general, Matthew Whitaker. Matthew, I want to start with you, because in the United States, the facts have to match the law. That's why Jack Smith didn't charge Trump on these charges. Also, you look at precedent. This has been used, from what I can tell, a handful of times to prosecute Confederates. Was this intended, the 14th Amendment Section 3, to disqualify someone like President Trump?
1: Yeah, Kaylee, good to be with you. And I thought you did a great job outlining this. I mean, this is a very undemocratic, unconstitutional attempt at really election interference by the Colorado Supreme Court. I mean, this is a close call for them. It was a 4-3 decision. And when you take someone off the ballot and disqualify a candidate, it should be uh, with unbelievable uh, evidence. And the facts are very thin. You know, one of the main facts they try to use, pieces of evidence, is the January 6th Commission report, as we all know, was a hyper-partisan, uh, never Trump, uh, type thing that was done by Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and others. And they used those, that factual finding. But you're right. You know, Jack Smith, who investigated this, did not charge insurrection. Uh, and I think the other thing that we need to do is the historical context is very important. The, the people that wrote the 14th Amendment and section three of that knew what an insurrection was. They had just seen hundreds of thousands of their fellow citizens uh, killed in a war between the states. And so they knew what an insurrection was. And in this case, you know, there was a riot at the Capitol. Those people that participated were held accountable and have been prosecuted for that. But, you know, at the end of the day, President Trump said, go peacefully and patriotically and have your voices heard And this court just ignores uh, any uh, anything that is evidence that helps President Trump and the Supreme Court of the United States will clearly uh, have the final say on this and I expect they will reverse this ruling.
0: So so we hope that's the case the Supreme Court reversing this Greg because I, I had a lot of folks say to me, well can't we just write in Trump's name in Colorado? But I have a line from the opinion here. the opinion in Colorado says, The secretary may not list President Trump's name on the 2024 presidential primary ballot, nor may she count any write-in votes cast for him. Literally taking away the will of the people.
5: Yeah, this is election rigging, Haley. Uh, It was a narrow four to three decision. It will almost certainly, in my judgment, be overturned by the U.S. Supreme Court because the insurrection clause in the 14th Amendment, as you point out, don't apply to the facts here. It was intended to prevent Confederates who literally took up arms against the government during the Civil War from holding office. So you fast forward now 150 years, roughly, and Donald Trump is not even accused of insurrection under the federal statute. And if evidence supported that, surely Jack Smith, his special counsel, would have charged him with it. So to remove Trump from the ballot for an offense that he hasn't even been tried or convicted of, what is that? Well, that's violating his right to due process, which just happens to be guaranteed by the very amendment, the 14th, and elsewhere in the Constitution. But, you know, there's another factor here, Kaylee. You know, this is a lawyer under past Supreme Court rulings, the language used in the insurrection clause doesn't apply to the office of president or anybody running for it. Colorado officials here have, I think, brazenly manipulated the clause for purely political reasons. Another example of election interference by Trump opponents. This is an effort, make no mistake, to deprive American voters. Of their right to make the decision as to who should be president. It is anti democratic. It's the equivalent of rigging the ballot box. And it will surely be seen that way, only inflaming voters and I think boosting support for the former president.
2: And absolutely will boost support. The more they do to Donald Trump, the more powerful he becomes. And there is uh, a, a good reason behind why. Trump could have been on the offensive all this time. He could be doing lawsuit after lawsuit, going after courts, going after people who uh, are saying all the wrong things. He didn't do that, you know, and he could just go after them with laws. But it's a better way to handle it is to sit back, let them shoot arrows at you so that all the people will see. And that's exactly what he's doing. And we're going to look into that. I know I said I wanted to play more um, on The Illusion of Democracy, the video that we started with. Didn't get to that, ran a little short on time when it comes to that. There's so much in there. So I encourage listeners right now, you can type in the illusion of democracy and come to that video. It's on YouTube. Watch the whole video. It's so, so informative that almost everything you're being told is formulated based on something other than what matters to you. It's based on something that matters to them. It's being formulated for reasons other than your bottom line. So that that video is very, very, very helpful into what we're trying to get across today. If you get a chance, go watch it, and you will be glad you did. It'll open up your eyes. It will really, really let things sink in. Now, we were talking about wh- how can one man just sit there and be so targeted by what seems to be lawfare, these are judges, they're supposed to be honorable. Did you ever have to go to court over a ticket, Debbie? Or anything like that, I'd sit in a courtroom for any reason. Um, no. It's kinda of intimidating. You see this big bench, you know, I've been in there. You see this big bench and then um you see the bailiff and you see all the other people and you see the attorneys, and then the next thing you know, this black robe starts walking in through from the back. And and it's everybody can see it. it's kinda of like walking on stage. And then the the bailiff goes all rise the audible slow and souls is in the room please stand and it's like and then they sit down and it's like proceed you know thank you thank you very much thank you very much you know and they just they're all like that you know and every one of them are like that and it's like that kind of spills over into their mindset in everyday life until one day it's uh all rise, the dishonorable, not so wise person who's in charge here is about to enter the room. So that's the way I'm starting to see some of these judges. They are not honorable. When you look at what you learned in law school, when you look at anything in life in general, the, the differences between right, right and wrong, that's what's honorable. Mm-hmm. And when you see how um, you can't put a, a square peg into a round hole, that's what's honorable. These people lack that kind of wisdom, and they're only lacking it because of inner feelings. So what happens is, honorability is gone, feelings take over. I am I don't like this guy, I'm not ruling for him. That's not what your job is. Your job is to rule even for the guy you don't like, based on whether or not a square peg fits fit in a round hole. That's what your job is. We don't need a judge otherwise. If they can't see it that way, if you can't step away from your internal emotions, then we don't need that. Now, there's another thing at play besides their emotions, and it would be that bag of money that guy was holding. Well, Remember that bag always, of money and you know. what we showed earlier? That happens to have so much more weight to it than even their own inner feelings. So if you can go home at, at later as a judge and look in the mirror and say, I really should have not done that. But I'm getting all this money so whatever mm-hmm. no one has to care this right? be good for me, everyone's my on my side yeah you, you guys if you don't know that's happening well come on think about it for a minute or two let's listen in on why um we think Trump is doing handling things the way that he is you know you know there's a lot of nuts and bolts to this he's got to handle some of it the way he is he's got no choice but he could have been on the offensive before any of these rulings. He could have already had these things uh, up on the, uh, on the docket based on you know being the plaintiff instead of the defendant, if he wanted to. But he didn't. And they are going to listen in to this report right here, and we're going to see if we can shed a little bit more of what it is I'm trying to say. And uh, by God, I know it will, because that's why I bring visual aids, guys, and audio aids. Let's listen. Players, they will continue to attack Trump. Because think about it, how do you get people to
7: pay attention? How do you get people to watch? If if Trump was out there going, listen, I got everything on them, I'm gonna start producing it, people are gonna see this and, and we're gonna get these people, no one would pay attention. Think about what happened during COVID, perfect example. Trump came out and said, listen, I have hydroxychloroquine, we know it works, we can stop the virus, this drug is a good drug to use. People came out with ivermectin and said, listen, ivermectin works what did the fake news do they attacked hydroxychloroquine they attacked ivermectin and they just put out hit piece after hit piece after hit piece so trump from just from that he knew this is not the approach that you can take because the fake news covers for the criminal syndicate and if the fake news is covering for the criminal syndicate do you think they'd be covering everything that trump is saying no, they wouldn't. Remember, he wants to reach, and I do believe he wants to reach all Americans, as many Americans as possible. And the only way to do this is to get the people to pay attention. And how do you get the people paying attention? You have the deep state attack, attack with everything that they have. And you got to make sure that the attacks are the things that you want to use against them. Because remember, Trump has declassified all material. He has the leverage. So this way, the people are paying attention because the people are watching MSNBC, CNBC, CNN and the rest. They're watching and they're hoping that Trump is going to go down. And as this all plays out, I do believe Trump is going to be turning the tables on these people because he is going to produce the real evidence, the real documentation that implicates all of these people. And I do believe along the way. What we're seeing is the information, because remember, this is an information war. And yes, we are still at war and the war is heating up. Since this is an information war, this is what Trump and the patriots are doing. They're using information to fight these people. Now, remember, the people of America, you can't just dump it all on them. Hey, look, here's all the Epstein stuff. This is what pedophilia is. This is how they uh, traffic children. It's too much because a lot of people, when you start to, go out and speak to people, they don't believe. They they say, no, that can't be true. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're ridiculous. That, yes, that is a great conspiracy, but it's not true. This is why the information has to be released at certain times, and it builds and builds and builds. And I do believe that's exactly what we're seeing right now, the information about Biden. A lot of people before the information came out about Biden, they didn't believe that he had shell companies they didn't believe he was money laundering yes they might say yeah i heard something like that but i don't see any proof now the people and if you notice how comer is doing it he's dripping the information out now the people see it so now you know that biden is corrupt you know the fbi is corrupt you know the doj is corrupt same thing with the elections trump has been dripping the information out not just himself but coming from many different places so people understand that the elections are rigged and They are now interfering in the 2024 election. To bring all of this together in the end, you're going to see the Epstein information come out. Now, timing is everything. Because remember, those who were once protected, they're no longer protected. The hunters now have become the prey. So once Epstein's information is brought out into the open, I don't mean they're going to dump everything. They're not going to say, hey, This is everyone. Look at the children. They traffic. Look at the pedophilia. Look at the video. They're going to bring it out slowly. And people have to digest this over 2024. People are going to start to realize that these same people that are listed in the Epstein flight logs. And yes, there's going to be a lot more information that is going to be released. They're going to realize that these same people are the ones attacking Trump at the people who support Trump
2: now think about that step back take a look so-, so let's think about that for a second Debbie let's step back and take a look I mean right now we're looking at a board and it looks like um, a huge investigation uh where I'm seeing all this stuff pinned to the board the pegboard um I'm seeing news articles I'm seeing photos um I'm seeing uh, other articles and reports where a certain part of it is circled and an arrow pointing to it documentation, bringing receipts. I'm seeing little strings going between them. I'm seeing pictures. I'm seeing the January 6 videos. I'm seeing stuff and I'm and I'm wondering what what are they figuring out here?
3: They're connecting the dots.
2: They're connecting the dots. That's yeah, true. They are connecting the dots. Now in this case it's a meme. So, next 22 report has positioned Trump looking at this uh, analyst uh, analysis board and analytical board, I should say. He's looking at it, and he's—it's as if he's the one doing this, but he's not. It's—it's it's the people that are doing it. It's the the people of this country that that rule that make up a democracy. They're the ones that are doing this, and what a lot of us get hasty, and we want this out now. Every bit of it, the Epstein Island, the, the logs, um, the, the people that do what they do to children, all this. We want it all out now. We want it out now. But it's too much. The American people have been conditioned for so long that there's only a small number of them that, that can take it right now. The, the average one wants to continue in their enterprise, their investing, their, their their friendships, you know, their camaraderies, their business actions. They don't want to hear all this. Well, Th- that's going to crush the world if they hear all this.
3: Exactly. Who wants to believe all that? To it
2: be true? has to come out slowly. Right. Now, even when I was starting to uh, understand this stuff, and I said, you know what? Even I was saying, you know what? I don't want to know if these guys got all these little problems. And if it ever comes out, you know, in front of everybody, yeah, you know, maybe they should be arrested. But otherwise, you know, that, as long as they can, you know. It, Clinton might have said, I never inhaled, but as long as he can run the country and be a good president, fine. You, you, you sucked on a big old doobie, but you didn't inhale the smoke. <laughs> right. <laughs> but as long as he can do his job, that's fine. I don't even want to be mad at him for that. You know, same thing with uh, Monica Lewinsky or whatever else he's doing up there in the White House. But this is different. This is finding out that even before I came into the world in 1962, this problem was there. And today, in 2023, it has only gotten so much worse. What keeps all this the way that it is? Um, it's basically because they have control over the United States Treasury and the taxpayer money. They have all the control over it. And it doesn't stay at home. It goes to all these other countries and these other players. And so, together, they can become this other uh, by-night person, so to speak, that nobody ever has to know about. And they got all this power and money to cover it up, you know.
3: I think, um, how do you keep an American politician doing what he needs to do? Blackmail.
2: Blackmail. Blackmail. I mean,
3: if you can't bribe him and pay him to do it, what's your next course? Blackmail. So... So as the American public says, all right, so blackmail, what does that mean? That means, you know, like they're being threatened to stay on task or something will be exposed. So hmm, what will people put up with? I mean, we put up with lying, Hmm. right? You just said it about Clinton. Hmm. We put up with a lot of discretion. We we put up with adultery. Hmm. The one thing where American people will not have a taste for is abusing children, pedophilia. That is the ultimate blackmail card because no one believes that is acceptable
2: no one and, and it is the biggest thing that if, if you're doing that you really don't want that getting no, out and mean, you do not you know people are not going to put up with that yeah it, that's a good point she just pointed out that you can take so much you know we're being heard and it's being said quite a bit the words conspiracy theory. And a few episodes back, I think I defined that a little bit, you know, to the best of my ability. It's kind of like misinformation and disinformation. We need a little analyzing going on here. What's the two words and what's the difference? So conspiracy theory are also two words that can mean a lot of different things. Um, it usually means that two or more are conspiring. And at the end of the, d- the school day, we're going to trip Jimmy as he comes down the hall. And Jimmy isn't going to know see a comment. So, together, we're going to conspire to trip Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't know. Now, Susan finds out that we're doing this, and she starts telling people, and they say, that's a conspiracy theory. Well, let me ask you this. What does the word theory even mean?
3: Till they trip Jimmy.
2: Until <laughs> they trip Jimmy. Yeah, i <laughs> right? The, the word theory means educated guess. It's, a, it's really simple. You can look that up. It's educated guess. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I'd rather have my guesses based on education based on intelligence rather than I'm just going to guess,
3: you know, willy-nilly rather than what your news anchors or you're telling or right? what I'm being brainwashed with.
2: Right. So, you know another thing guys is you have to think independently. Don't allow the alphabet news to influence your brain. Um, think independently that way, when you do decide to have a educated guess on something, you're doing it from independent thought and not what's been drilled in your head. That Orange Man is bad. I'm going to tell you something. Orange Man is here to save America. He's not here to do all those horrible things that Joe and Mecca are saying, that Rachel Maddow is saying, that everybody is saying on NBC and ABC, that everybody's saying on CBS, MSNBC, uh, you know, the the news stations on internet only wherever they are the saying this stuff, it's all in lockstep. Did you notice that? When there's a couple of phrases, they're all saying those exact phrases.
3: Exactly. You ever notice that? And you know what's striking? I never ever in my life have seen every agency come out against one person. But right. they are so afraid of him because he's yeah, exposing he's exposing their criminal enterprise the, and all of the little prongs are involved in the
2: little prongs are in, in there their little fingers are in that pie you know it's not really a pie though it's it's like a, a little bear trap and it's one place once your fingers are in there they may not come back out but yeah that's exactly what's happening um you know it's like they made a bad word out of make america great again is it make america great again is not a bad word yeah it's like you could say an, uh, Antifa uh, means anti fascism, but ironically, what they're doing is they're sticking up for the
3: fascist.
2: <laughs> I mean, you said it, <laughs> not me.
3: <laughs>
2: ironically. So, are they really anti fascist? You know, no, Antifa?
3: It's just a spin on words it's to a, make you think uh, that.
2: And you are being conditioned. Right. But see, an um, uh, educated guess is what theory is. And if two or more come together, With their education and make these guesses because they're not allowed to just knock in your door and get the papers and see the proof that they have to only guess based on their educated analyzing of you, you know, or analysis that that is an educate that is theory that is solid thing. That is a real thing. Well, we're the media that we just talked about is teaching people that the word. Uh, theory or the word conspiracy theory is a bad thing that anybody that does that is a bad bad person look at what we just learned from the x-22 report look at all the the analyzing that's going on and the explanation coming from that outlook we're seeing that a conspiracy theory is not a bad bad thing but that what is being shown to us is where the bad really is the man behind the curtain the Woman behind a curtain. You know, you remember Wizard of Oz. That hiding behind that curtain is for a reason. Because he's not the huge and large and wonderful Oz. Okay, alrighty then. <laughs> it is time to listen to something that comes from God being in control. Because this is the American Freedom and God podcast. And one of my favorite up and rising pastors, I should probably give him more credit to that. He's been around um, a while, so I'm probably not accurate in saying up and rising. But Stephen ferdick is one of my favorite pastors. Oh, he's a scholar. He reads the Holy Bible and he tells you what it says. And he tells you what he thinks about that. It's one of the greatest out there coming and going on the YouTube. So I'm just going to play you a little clip from it. And guys, here we go. This is the hope message for today's show. And I'm going to let Stephen take it from here.
8: But God said when I open the door, no devil can shut it. And the reason that the devil is at the door to begin with is because what God has on the other side of it is so important. Oh, yes, so important. There will always be a devil at the door of anything important that God brings you into, of anything significant that God brings you into. There will always be an enemy to anything significant. You know why there's a devil at the door? Because what is on the other side really matters. You are an important city. You are a chosen vessel. You might not be Paul, but God has something with your name on it. There's a devil at the door. And the bigger the opportunity is, the bigger the devil is going to be. Don't you know that by now? The bigger it is what's on the other side of the door. You may ask God, why am I having to go through all this? A while back, I'll know how to tell you this story
9: because it's kind of tender to me. I was about to do something really significant in this ministry. I can't tell you what it was, because it would kind of expose me too much, and I'm not ready to have a relationship with you on that level yet. And on the way to the thing I was going to do, I broke down crying. I don't cry a whole lot. Only Rudy and Rocky III can make me cry. Third time in my life I ever cried. And Holly has seen me cry so little. She thought I was playing. She said, stop playing. This is not funny because my head was in my head was down on the I was laying on the bed and my head was down on the pillow. She said, stop playing. And I couldn't answer her to tell her I wasn't playing because I was crying. I didn't know why I was crying. Nobody had just died. I didn't have any technical reason to be sad in that moment. But what was on the other side of that evening was so important that I believe there was a devil at the door. There is always a devil at the door when God is bringing you into something important. Why do you think kids get demon possessed as they go through puberty?
8: And if you don't know if you don't know that you'll think the devil is at the door this must not be God no 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 no. the devil is giving you an indication that this is so big this is so important this might be a life-saving word for somebody have you thought about this somebody might be on the brink of suicide while I'm preaching and they can't understand why am I feeling this depressed Why am I going through this darkness? But what you might not know is that the size of the devil that is at your door indicates the size of the assignment that is on your life. Don't die here. This is a door. This is a door. This is a door. And the door that God opens, nobody can shut
2: great amen great great uh observation and i love his passion to put it out there well when you're on the stage you know it's kind of important to really really get your point across but he could have said it calmly he could be sitting in a chair like i am right now and saying it calmly and it would have had as much of an impact on me the, the double in the door is bigger with the importance of the doorway itself so actually uh on the earth itself A huge door is opening up, Mm -hmm. and the American people are are looking at this doorway, and there's a huge devil there, and these American people need to grab hold of their internal guts and get ready for this. Grab
3: onto each other. And grab
2: onto each other and stand together. Remember your roots. Remember your heritage. Do not let them erase your history. Do not let them convince you that you are no good because this reason or that reason and where you come from. Do not let that happen. Look at your history properly there are so many places you can go to uh mike huckabee is a former governor of arkansas thank you for that debbie Mm -hmm. (laughs) he puts out um an entire history of uh he puts out books based on the actual american history and heritage look at some of his books look at anyone who writes about the american heritage that actually cares that's actually you know into it without being something of a facade you know they actually care about our heritage so if i could just hammer that home you guys you don't necessarily need to put a chemical in your body to protect you from a virus when the revolving door works like this if i can put this into your body and cause things to happen down the road then the medical industry is going to thrive and you're going to show up at the hospital Or you're going to show up in a clinic wanting to know how to fix something that's going wrong. When, uh, we're, this is going to segue me to my health segment. What we can do to keep from thinking we need to get a jab to save ourselves. And I'm not saying not to you be the one to decide. It it works, uh, it works for some people, don't work for others. But I am saying there are things you can do outside of this philosophy that no, you need what's in a syringe in order to live. Well, you, you know what you really need in order to live and to keep from being uh, done in by some virus? You need all the right chemical compounds in your bloodstream. Where do we get those chemical compounds? God. What, what do you mean God? He put them there on the earth for you. Go out there and plant the seed. Let it grow. Eat that and not what the government's telling you to eat. The government can't force you to eat whatever it wants, but they'd like to be able to. Um, I know I'm looking over at Debbie and I apologize. It's not like I'm lecturing you. Uh, but you know, it's, it's just back to what I'm saying is they they, um, would love to manipulate the way we do things. That way, all this machine that Pink Floyd sings about in, in the album, uh, I think it was Dark Side of the Moon. Welcome to the machine. Mm-hmm. The, the workings will, will, will fall apart if the people were to suddenly become aware. True. So rather than becoming aware, you walk in lockstep and you maintain this vicious machine, which on the surface doesn't look so vicious. Yeah, the government just sent a stimulus check. You got, I got $598 as my part of the, the nationwide stimulus check. So I don't see the machine. I just see the five hundred eighty dollars the government yeah. just gave me,
3: and the thirty-four trillion in debt. Oh, that there's either. that, right? You don't yeah. see that. Oh, but
2: well, that's okay. We're a big old country. We can fix that.
3: Thirty-four trillion <laughs> and climbing. <laughs>
2: Uh, which brings me over to today's health segment we we know that there are some things that can definitely destroy your liver um, you can drink too much alcohol you know and not in moderation i will just add because i'm not saying it's totally a bad thing you just got to moderate or you can uh, you can get on the wrong drugs you can uh, eat foods that is completely destroying your liver but um, today, Sten Eckberg, uh, uh, Dr. Sten Eckberg is going to tell us a couple more things about that and what are the causes of it. But uh, the title is Absolute Worst Way You Destroy Your Liver and It's Not Food or Alcohol. What is Sten Eckberg, Dr. Sten Eckberg talking about
10: here? They're high in omega-6. Now, we unbalance the ratio of fatty acids in the body. We put the body in an inflammatory state. And again this affects the liver and i want to put cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes on here again under lifestyle choices even though we often consider them as diseases disease states we want to understand how much control we have over these that they're almost purely lifestyle choices another thing you want to avoid obviously is smoking because it robs the body of oxygen it blocks the red blood cells that carry oxygen to all the cells and in doing that it reduces the utilization of oxygen in every cell of the body and therefore it interferes with the function of every cell in the body. And then I want to bring a lot of attention to medication as causes of liver failure because a lot of people think that the only ones you have to be careful with are the prescription medication that they are more safeguarded because they have more side effects and therefore they think that the -the over-the-counter the OTC that there's nothing really to worry about if they sell them everywhere how bad can it be and that's something that we really need to watch for now to really understand what causes liver failure we need to also understand what does the liver do what's its daily job So it participates in digestion with making bile to emulsify and break down fats. And then the main thing that people think about is biotransformation or detox. It takes some really harmful compounds and it attaches things to them in several different steps to make them water soluble and less harmful so we can flush them out. And this biotransformation is super important you would not live many hours or many days if this didn't happen and there is internal and there are external toxins so some of them are part just of a natural form of metabolism but then we have to add to that all of the pesticides and the environmental pollutants that we've added in the least last several decades it also breaks down cholesterol, it regulates cholesterol, it gets rid of old bad cholesterol and it makes new cholesterol. Any hormone that your body produces, the liver has to break that down and get rid of it because everything is supposed to exist and do its thing for a specific time. It also has to break down all the metabolic waste that we generate through our chemical processes in the body as well as from all the drugs and other chemicals that we add. The liver is also the main organ that breaks down and processes and metabolizes all the macronutrients that you eat, the fat, the protein, and the carbohydrates. It also serves as a reservoir for glycogen to replenish blood sugar between meals. And in doing that, it helps to balance out our fuel and energy levels. So, Okay, so Dr. Sten
2: Eckberg is talking about here the liver functions, the actual functions of the liver. Now, he didn't really go into what are the worst things you can do, but you can just imagine. Well, since we don't really have the time, I'm going to kind of scroll ahead, and I'm going to let him point out the body's burdens and how the liver has to deal with it. So we're going to go to right there. I'm going to let it play another 20, 30 seconds, and then we'll take, it. We'll take you to the rest of the show here, guys.
10: What you have to deal with to give you an idea. But if we're going to talk about the number one cause of liver failure, then it is very, very often quoted as being acetaminophen. And that is, of course, the ingredient in Tylenol. So we know that acetaminophen is a problem for the liver. And we know that Tylenol is often called out to be the number one cause of liver failure. So a lot of people would avoid that but what a lot of people don't realize is that there's many many things that contain acetaminophen like nyquil dayquil are some examples excedrin alka-seltzer plus and mucinex as well as robitussin and these are just some examples so you may be very cautious about tylenol you might try to take just when it's absolutely necessary But then you may not think about the others or.
2: okay, and we have to stop it right there, but I just want to add to this acetaminophen is in way more things than just what he's listed here. Obviously, for time, he can't list it all. If you were uh, if you had an injury and you were uh, prescribed um, some sort of uh, opioid like, uh, I don't know, oxycontin or something, that is also acetaminophen a the, the, the good deal of it is really there, there's other there's other opioid uh in the compound but acetaminophen is it it's it's in pills that are prescribed to you for pain mm. that you otherwise you know you would take those knowing that you know your wrist really hurts and i just got a cast on it but i also got this prescription and it's 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 a opioid. It's going to make this pain go away, but it also is loaded with acetaminophen. Because when I was experiencing what I'm describing to you, I was also looking it up and studying about what's in this pill. And acetaminophen is always the number one on the list, along with whatever else comprises that compound. So it's good information, and what Dr. Sten Eckberg is pointing out in this video is that these are the things that your liver absolutely hates. This is, these are one small list of things, um, that, that is so bad for your liver. Uh, yeah. If you break down the word liver, it says live are
3: (laughs) and they're all over the counter and if
2: you want to live you can't hurt the liver
3: and think how many people are looking for liver transplants
2: right and you know let's talk about fake foods too we were we were we let a bunch of chefs on different sauces for the italian um sauces that are on the market in the grocery store and then they put that up on the youtube and i was able to watch that video so what we were learning is that there's a lot of fake foods out there. Parmesan cheese, for example. Yeah. The Italians make most of the Parmesan cheese for the world in Italy. Mm-hmm. And that Parmesan is, it's a big curd, comes from sheep, goat. And it is put into a rind where it is then aged. And by their law, it has to age at least a year before it can go on the market as Parmesan cheese. All right. In the United States, you only have to do eight months mm-hmm. before you can start selling your Parmesan. And we don't know what that curd came from, but it can only, it only. so there's these different uh, degrees of foods. But did you know that even though it, it, it's a lesser uh, regulation in the United States for the Parmesan cheese, that the majority of the Parmesan cheese being sold is not Parmesan cheese at all? We were able to find out more on that. Same thing with maple syrup. Same thing with, uh, you know, the pasta sauce that I already mentioned. So, what we found out with these chefs that were testing all the sauces is that it, it looks like tomato paste 2.0, this here ragu. You know, <laughs> tomato paste 2.0. This is not a pasta sauce. Uh, one of the chefs was complaining it falls through the pasta and spreads out on the plate like water. So way too much water. I have no flavors happening in here. Mm-hmm. Another one, they complained that it had basil in it. Basil is not something you want to keep in your, your mix. It's only there for the last 20 minutes. Then you, you remove the basil. It's there for, you know, if you leave it in there, it's going to change what it does mm-hmm. and it's going to change everything. So they're complaining about that. Another sauce. Again, this, this is not made from tomatoes, basically. And then each time they checked the sauce, they also showed you what the ingredients said. And they were saying, there's all this stuff on my hair that doesn't need to be there. And so finally they got to, uh, I think it was, it was uh, the MUTTI. I think that's what
3: it was, yes.
2: And what is MUTTI made from, Debbie?
3: Well, that was the brand name. I actually never heard of it, but it was made from real tomatoes and real olive oil. and real
2: garlic that's another fake food out there too guys the olive oils they're they're using canola they're using vegetable oil and they're putting a little olive oil and make it green
3: yeah
2: and one thing you need to do when you check your olive oil if it smells right it's gonna have a smell the stuff that's fake doesn't smell
3: and the way it coats your mouth, that's and the way it coats you your mouth, notice.
2: and when you swallow it, you're yeah. gonna you're gonna get a little tickle. The stuff that's fake, you're not gonna get that. You're gonna get high fructose corn syrup or something. Whatever else. they got in there. But uh, so pasta sauce needs to set on the spaghetti noodles or the mastocholn noodles, whatever they are, and it needs to set on there without falling through and becoming watery plate. Mm-hmm. A pasta sauce is mainly tomatoes mm-hmm. with the, the spices that makes it the sauce they found a couple that were like that but the majority of them the ragu's the, the classic whatever else name brands were on the grocery store shelves they they would have no part of any of it yeah. uh, during this testing and yet that is the stuff that sells the most so what are we doing as people eating what is supposed to be a pasta sauce but it's not
3: it just shows you. It's
2: just red stuff on your food. You, know,
3: you have to cook. You don't I mean, know what's if you're in not there. cooking, you're, you you're really putting some stuff in your body that you probably w- wish you won't. And, and
2: what has to take care of that later? It, the liver.
3: The liver, exactly. It's
2: very important that exactly. you don't do that, guys. You, you, Debbie, you're saying that our cells regenerate every seven years. Correct. Okay, well, with that in mind, we can start today. Right, and seven years from now, we can regenerate this habit that we have of not eating fresh, not eating from the farmers' market. Not you—you can go buy frozen shrimp that's already been cooked, and we don't know where the shrimp was raised. Mm -hmm. And you can have that for dinner, or you can go buy raw shrimp. Mm -hmm. That's been on ice that was just caught mm-hmm. and go have that for dinner. Mm-hmm. And somebody would say, well, yeah, you could get melanoma or whatever these awful um, seafood diseases are. Well, that's true. And when you get sick, you're healthier to overcome it too because it doesn't happen very often. And you've been eating fresh all these years.
3: Well, <laughs> you
2: know, it's so. just
3: a matter of um, habit,
2: it's a matter of habit, and your body knows what it is. Yeah. And the liver will take care of that before you'll end up on the floor, you know, because it knows what it is. You've been eating fresh all these years. But you can start today and in seven years, you're regenerated. Go to the farmer's markets, get eggs that are grass fed chickens, get chicken that is grass fed, yes. eat plenty of red meat so that you can have the power in your muscles that right. you need. The oxygen that's in your blood is one of the most important things to keep things in order throughout the body. We've been learning these things. Folks, we've been learning these things every week on the American Freedom and God podcast. As we close the show, we'd like to remind you that your health is everything. You gotta be healthy. If, you're, if we're gonna survive this battle of keeping our country and keeping our freedoms, we gotta be healthy. That's about it. I want to be healthy enough to come back again next week. So the intentions is uh, all but that. (laughs) No, it is that. We'll come back next week and do this again, guys. It's been a pleasure today showing you what's real. And until then, goodbye. This has been the American Freedom and God podcast. Join us every week for the latest episodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review the series. Visit us and comment on a blog post at johnpfox.com. Happy listening, and remember to always show your awesome. Bye.
4: Stupid is, stupid does.